Check out Unpacking Israeli History podcast. From the history of infamous terror groups, Hamas and Hezbollah, to the story of Nakba, to Israel's disengagement from Gaza in 2005, there's so much to uncover. Unpacking Israeli History cuts through the noise and helps you understand Israel's present through understanding Israel's history. Catch up on previous seasons and enjoy new episodes from Season 6 each week. So, educate yourself. Learn the history behind the headlines. Find Unpacking Israeli History wherever you listen to podcasts. Beyond Zero is Toyota's vision of a carbon-neutral future and more. Toyota gives you the power to reduce carbon emissions and help move toward its vision with a wide selection of electrified vehicles. Whether you're into hybrid EVs for that traditional Toyota feel with better MPG, battery EVs for a smooth and silent ride, or plug-in hybrid EVs that switch between battery and fuel, Toyota has you covered. And for those who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions and move closer to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified vehicles slash beyond zero vision. Toyota, let's go places. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that cruises the back streets of history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking at the automotive innovation that made getting a flat tire far less likely and less dangerous than it used to be. The day was May 11, 1947. The B.F. Goodrich Company announced its development of a tubeless car tire. Several patents for tubeless tires had been granted before outside the United States, but they were always held back by technical limitations. B.F. Goodrich hoped to break that pattern, and although its own patent was still under review, the company felt confident enough to announce production of the first tire without an inner tube of air. The design was the result of more than three years of engineering and was said to possess several advantages over traditional tires, including greater safety and durability. Goodrich was still road testing the tires at the time of the announcement, and the company wouldn't receive a patent for them until 1952. But once tubeless tires were finally widely available, it was clear they'd been worth the wait. Within three years of the national rollout, tubeless tires became the industry standard for automobiles, just as they are today. If you think of a tire as a cushioned wheel, then the concept dates back to at least the 14th century. That's when some Europeans began using leather to wrap the wooden wheels of their wagons so that their ride would be smoother. Over time, rubber gradually replaced leather as the wheel dressing of choice and eventually, inner wheels were scrapped completely in favor of tires made from solid rubber. 
The next innovation came in the 1840s, when Scottish engineer Robert Thompson patented the first pneumatic tire, or tube tire. His design consisted of a rubberized fabric tube filled with air and enclosed within a hollow leather tire. Thompson's aerial wheels, as he called them, were faster and more comfortable to ride on than wheels of wood or solid rubber, but the inner tubes they relied on were incredibly expensive to produce. As a result, the idea for air-filled tires fell by the wayside for another 40 years. In 1888, Scottish veterinarian John Boyd Dunlop revived the concept for use on bicycles and other non-motorized vehicles. Then, in the 1890s, French tire manufacturer Michelin proved that pneumatic tires could also be used successfully on automobiles. Tubed tires became the norm for the next 50 years. The standard design consisted of two parts, just like Robert Thompson's. There was the inner tube, filled with compressed air, and a rubber outer casing wrapped around it. It seemed like an ideal arrangement, with the air tube ensuring a softer ride and the rubber shell protecting the tube and giving the tire traction. However, there was a major downside to pneumatic tires. On long drives, road friction tended to heat up both the tire and the tube of air inside it. And if that heated tube suffered even the slightest puncture, it could cause a serious blowout or even shred the tire completely. As you might expect, tire blowouts were more frequent and more injurious during the heyday of tubed tires. And that inherent safety risk is one of the main reasons why B.F. Goodrich decided to ditch the tube for good. Returning to solid rubber wheels wasn't an option, though, as drivers had grown accustomed to riding on a cushion of air. The challenge, then, was to find a way to trap pressurized air within the tire walls themselves, rather than in a tube. That way, there would be less internal friction, and any heat that did build up would dissipate more efficiently without a rubber tube in the middle to absorb it. That alone would have resulted in fewer blowouts, but Goodrich also planned to reinforce the walls of its tires so that they would hold up better to punctures, either by leaking air more slowly or by being plugged by whatever had pierced the tire in the first place. As mentioned earlier, the B.F. Goodrich company wasn't the first to think of these improvements. Many patents for tubeless tires had been filed in the past, at least one as far back as 1928. The problem was, most of those designs employed natural rubber, which was too soft and prone to air leakage. Goodrich succeeded where others had failed, largely due to timing. Thanks to wartime advances in manufacturing, synthetic butyl rubber had become much easier and cheaper to make. It was the perfect choice for tires because it was much harder and far less porous than natural rubber. So once World War II was over, Goodrich set to work on trying to produce the world's first functional tubeless tire. The final design was the work of research and development engineer Frank Herzig. Working for Goodrich, he applied for a patent in 1946, never suspecting that the approval process would drag on for nearly six years. Herzig didn't sit around waiting, though. Instead, he used the time to personally test the tires in a Texas desert. He also arranged other road tests, including installing the tires on a fleet of taxis and on cars used by the Ohio State Police. B.F. Goodrich was founded and headquartered in Akron, Ohio. 
The road testing proved successful, so by the time the U.S. Patent Office finally gave the okay in 1952, the company's tubeless tires were ready to roll. The first U.S. car to come standard with tubeless tires was the 1954 Packard Clipper. The tires' puncture-resistant features were their main selling point, but not their only one. Another benefit to tubeless tires was that they helped reduce a vehicle's weight, which in turn improved its mileage. That was an especially big deal at the time, as post-war construction and the industrial boom had caused oil prices to skyrocket. For the average American, a set of tires that prevented blowouts and saved you money at the pump was pretty much a dream come true. Those two factors spurred the rapid adoption of tubeless tires, so much so that by 1955, they came standard on the vast majority of new American cars. Not to be outdone, Michelin introduced its own take on the tubeless tire a few years later. It was called the radial ply tire, after its key design feature, tire walls that were reinforced by a series of alternating layers, or piles, of tough rubber cord. That tubeless model quickly supplanted earlier versions, and to this day, it remains the standard for automobiles worldwide. That said, the evolution of tires is still ongoing, and in recent years, several large companies have started developing so-called airless tires. Instead of relying on high-pressure air to support a car's weight and absorb shock from the road, these non-pneumatic tires would achieve the same thing using a structure of polyurethane spokes stretched along the inner sides of the tire. They kind of look like the protective guard of a household fan, except, you know, as wide as a car tire and presumably much stronger. To be clear though, the spokes of an airless tire would never come in contact with the surface of a road. There would still be a ring of rubber tread surrounding the structure. And in that way, the design kind of harkens back to the original tires of the 1300s, the wagon wheels covered in leather. It's a little strange to see a technical innovation go full circle, but since we are talking about tires, I guess it's fitting. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully, you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can send your feedback directly by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays and Ben Hackett for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN.